how she get it. Made a couple racks, I never asked how she get it. City girls gotta have fun in the city. 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 Welcome to Connect with Christina. Very special guest today is Sargon Kananisho with MDK Law Group. Thanks for having me, Christina. Appreciate it. Tell everyone um, a little bit more about MDK. Uh, so MDK started about two and a half years ago. It's a personal injury specific firm. Um, my colleague and I were doing insurance defense. Uh, he's been doing it for probably around 10 to 15 years. And we met working for, you know, some of the big conglomerates of the insurance realm, travelers, uh, nationwide and farmers. And, uh, you know, learning the litigation side of the defense for personal injury, we kind of branched off and wanted to start our own thing. So we both could, took the leap of faith and just kind of just got on the grind and just started building it up. Shout out, Mike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mike Morgan. Yeah, Mike Morgan's a pretty awesome guy, too. Um, I want to peel back some layers with you because yeah. obviously, you know, two and a half years, this industry's big, it's small, and now I'm starting to hear Sargon, Sargon. So I get a chance to peel back the layers a little bit. So, of um, you have some criminal defense experience, yes? Yeah, so I started, um, I started in the prosecution realm, Okay. right? So I got my training to do jury trials and, and bench trials from the government. Um, but as I was doing that, I was learning that I was more interested in representing the victims of situations, right? And that's what, that's what was fun about prosecution, was getting into the courtroom and representing those people that couldn't speak or be heard. Um, and then I transitioned from there into the insurance side, right? So I went, I'm like, okay, let's take this one step further and let's represent, you know, insurance companies defending the cases against those that have been injured. And I noticed that I didn't enjoy it, right? Because I felt like I was working for, you know, the big companies that are just trying to keep money out of people's pocket and not, uh, not giving them what they deserve in a situation. Mm -hmm. So I you know, branched off and went into the personal injury. And, and now I absolutely love it, right? Every day I wake up, I'm, I'm excited to do it. Um, you know, it's helping people on a day-to-day -day basis, whether it's like, a, you know, a traditional, you know, minor accident to a wrongful death to catastrophic injuries. Um, you know, it's, it's enjoyable because the clients appreciate what you do. And they don't forget you. And they don't forget you, right? Like, yeah. they appreciate the things you do, even if it's so, so minor, um, they remember who you are for that. So mm -hmm. it's... It's something nice because you really get to learn about the individuals and how they're injured and how that impacted their life and what you can do to help them. Yeah, and I feel like your background clearly has something to do with how you you navigate the space and how you're able to help people out. Um, yeah, I attribute that to my, my parents, right? Uh, I'm a first-generation immigrant, a Syrian-American. Uh, my parents are both from Iraq. Uh, you know... Their upbringing was huge. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they dedicated their lives to their children. And, you know, my dad came here in his 20s, right? Didn't have, he had eighth grade education. He was an immigrant sponsored here, which is like a sponsorship package. Essentially, someone that lives in America um, would have to sponsor you to come and say you're a good person and you, you, you're a hard worker and get a job and kind of be like that route. So him and my uncle came in 73 and, uh, you know, they worked two jobs, barely spoke English. You know, they worked in two factories. And they were in Phoenix already? No, they were in Chicago. In Chicago, okay. Yeah, so they're in Illinois. Um, you know, did that for a number of years. 
worked two jobs, sent money back home to bring all his siblings. You know, it was like seven to, I think it's like 10 siblings. Wow. And immigrated them all to America, you know, after, after years and years. So I get that. I get the drive from my parents, right? I mean, it's that, it's that hunger. It's that immigration, immigrant hunger. Right. Um, you know, waking up on a day to day, I think about situations where it's like, oh, it could be, it's hard, right? You're, you're going through it. It's difficult. You're frustrated. But then at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, well, my pops did it and, you know, took care of everyone. So I always think about that. Yeah. I hope your dad listens to this podcast because, yeah. you know, parents definitely sacrifice a lot, you know? And it's like when we get to this point of our lives, it's like we get to reflect and, and, and remember like how we got here. Yeah, it's so, appreciation. Yeah. Yeah. Did your mom also, um, so they were both in Chicago? Yeah. So they met They They both came from the Middle East, Iraq. Um, and, you know, for religious purposes, they're Christian. So they, they immigrated here and, uh, you know, they met out here because, you know, when you usually, usually immigrants, they stay in the same community, right? Right. Um, they either go to a specific state and there's someone else in their community back then. Uh, so they came to Illinois and they, you know, were within the people that were immigrating from, you know, the Middle East and, and stuff. And they met out here and they, they got they got married. They're still married today. Um, so, you know, between my mom and dad, their upbringing, I think, it's foundation for myself, my siblings, you know, and everyone else. Do you speak? Do you still speak your language? Yeah, that, was, that, was my first, that was our first language. So that's what we spoke at home. Um, Sometimes I still make fun of myself because I think I'm like dyslexic, you know what I mean? Because because Assyrian and everything is backwards, um, so I'd be reading stuff. I'm like, wait a second, this doesn't sound right. How do you say thank you in your language? Um, basima or basima. Languages are so pretty. Yeah, so it's it's a lot of it's a lot of like the back of the throat situation, but yeah, it's like tawatim basima would be like thank you all. Right. Or just Basima would be thank you. But you don't sound upset when you say it because some, some accents are like just like yeah. rough. Like, yeah. are you mad at me? Yeah. <laughs> and you have, you said siblings. So brother, sister? I have an older sister and an older brother. Yeah. And are you the only lawyer of the family? I am. Yeah. I bet they're so proud of you. They, they are to an extent, you know, because of, I'm the only one in the entire like bloodline, essentially. Um, my sister is, you know, a boss. She works for Honeywell. Uh, she's she's a VP of government, uh, so she does a lot of lobbying. She's a lobbyist, essentially government affairs. Nice. And my brother was in the military, so their parents did a good job. They raised they raised their children. They, they I mean they sacrificed their lives, right? They came right. here, they immigrated here, they sacrificed their and lives. And are they in Phoenix now? They are. Yeah. So you're family oriented. Yeah. 100%. Do you have Sunday family dinners or? We we used to do a lot more. I mean, we see each other. We go we go to dinners and lunches. Mm -hmm. You know, pretty much all the time. Uh, my sister re moved to D.C. and my brother lives and he's got his own family. So we get together for like holiday events and stuff like that. Yeah. Who cooks? Um, not me. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> what? Can you cook? Uh, not really. No. <laughs> can, the you basic, fry, the basic, can you fry an egg? Yeah, of course. The basic okay. breakfast. I can make breakfast all day, every day. Okay. But, you know, not, not too much anything else. I'm, I'm a big foodie, so I like to go out, eat restaurants you know that's i my know thing. i always see a tokamadera or yeah. a maple yeah i think i sometimes i think we live there so going back to the pi you know i'm obviously super passionate about it too mm -hmm. and you hear me constantly say to people like there's enough work to go around i mean arizona's massive yep. and then our work kind of extends to other states too but with mdk as i learned you litigate in-house meaning you don't farm that out um how important is that when you, 
you you can help people when you say we will fight for you yeah you actually mean it because you litigate i mean there's a there's a ton of shops out here that don't do litigation um you know we me and mike both have the experience of doing the litigation you know i'm like i said i started in the government realm so i was i was doing jury trials like it was my day job right like all day every day because it was you know two a month one a month minimum for four years um so that experience you know was translated into personal injury and to be able to tell a client like listen we're going to start it from the beginning and we're going to get it lined up and if the insurance company doesn't do what we want to do for you then we'll we'll litigate it we'll take it to the jury and we'll make the jury decide and we'll make our arguments and traditionally our arguments are in favor favorable and we'll get you what you want you know we're not in the guarantee business but sure we're we're optimistic taking on every case because we evaluate it well right we don't just take the nonsense cases we really take the cases that are important and have situations where there are true injuries, people are really suffering. Um, so we evaluate everything. Right. So, and I ask the same question to everyone who also litigates because I think everyone has different versions. But for mm-hmm. you yourself and, and, you know, Mike, why is it so important that you yourself can handle it? I think, I think because it shows you what you're able to do. There's little, there's, being an attorney is like the attention to detail. Right. Um, you can delegate things, but you have to be able to delegate and know what you're delegating. Um, so when you're doing litigation, there's specific things that need to be done at a timely manner. Right. You're, you have a scheduling order. You have things that are precise, like everything has to be by a certain deadline mm-hmm. and being able to communicate and know what needs to be done. Like you know it firsthand. Yeah. Not the experience, experience is crucial. Yeah. I heard that you also, because um, KLG did that, my old firm. So you, I heard you also drive to, to the client wherever. Yeah. I mean, that's the biggest I mean, that's thing. Huge. We're, 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 we're all about the clients, right? Without the clients, we're not going to be here. There's plenty of clients to go around because honestly, accidents happen all the time. But the reality is, you know, understanding that the, the client is first is crucial. Uh, you know, they, they are suffering either an accident or a catastrophic injury, you know, a death of a family member. And for you to say, hey, come to my office just shows that you're not putting them above everyone else. Right. And that's what we and do. And they're already frustrated. And they're already frustrated, right? They might not have a car. They might be mourning someone's death. Right. You know, they. it can be anything. It mm-hmm. can be anything of that nature. And for you to say, hey, let's make an appointment and you come to my office versus saying, hey, let's meet close to your home. If you don't feel comfortable in your home, we can meet at the local coffee shop or restaurant. We can go over what we can do for you. We don't charge you for the consultations. Um, we'll line it up. And then if it's something that's viable, we'll take it. Right. Easy peasy. Like, let's get it done. Yeah. I do love that, you know, in, in my friendship with you and also being in the same space with you, I know that you are genuine when you talk about, like, that it's about helping people. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, I met you in Old Town mm-hmm. before we realized we were in the same space, yeah. you know. Um, so, also, cut. I got to use the restroom. <laughs> <laughs> Sargon, help me explain to people why it's important to to hire a lawyer in, to begin with. Man, it's it's crucial. People undervalue the importance of an attorney. And because they think, honestly, attorneys yeah. got bad reps, right? Mm-hmm. The industries of most of the time, like when it's, you know, the conglomerates, the, you know, the billable hour people, they've put like a bad reputation on attorneys. Because we're really, realistically the only profession as a personal injury realm that doesn't charge you up front, right? We do the free consultation. 
We're taking the representation for free until we resolve the case. So you're not anything out of pocket, right? People but, think that they have to pay. But they think pay. like right away, yeah. you got to pay. And that's mm -hmm. not the scenario. That's not the scenario at all. And most attorneys are held under that category of like, you got to pay something. Right. You got to do a deposit. You got to pay monthly. We're going to send you an invoice. And that's not the case. But besides that, having an attorney on a personal injury matter is just crucial because it gives you the clarity to focus on your health, right? You suffered something. Um, or something happened to someone that you love. And the reality is your focus shouldn't be on the legal matters. It should be on the own self-health matters, right? Whether it's, it's true. whether it's fixing yourself or mourning something or doing anything of that nature, going to appointments, doing things that you should be focused on, your own, your own life, um, and letting us handle the legal side. You know, because we do it every day. We deal with insurance companies. Where we, we know the buttons to push to make sure that we're getting the best result for you. And if you have questions, we have a great network of providers, you know, because we've been working in the business, you know, we have great relationships with people throughout the entire Valley of Arizona, you know, opportunities for you to get evaluated by doctors that you normally wouldn't be able to do because they have a good relationship with us. Yeah. And even that too, they don't realize like, you know, there's also nothing out of pocket for that as well. There's nothing out of pocket for that. Like mo all our providers that we work with do lean based care. You know, so essentially they don't charge anything up front. You're not paying that copay. You don't have to use your health insurance. They just send us the bill at the end. We'll negotiate it, make sure it's optimum and you're not paying too much for it. Right. And then we give you a check. And something different about our firm is that we never take more than the client, right? I'll reduce my fee, whatever I need to That's reduce so my fee. That's so important. Because like I said, it's, it's customer appreciation, mm -hmm. client appreciation. Yeah. Without you, I wouldn't be here. So for me to just resolve your case and you get nothing compared to even the doctors and myself is insulting to you. And if someone's doing that, you shouldn't be at that firm, you know, because you're, you're the one that's injured. You should be getting paid. Right. Yeah. That's a big, that's definitely a big thing for sure. And, um, and again, that's just another way for, for your firm to really mean what you say. Mm -hmm. um, and as far as like experiences, have you ever had, I know I have, Mm -hmm. where I'm talking to a person, helping them, you know, set up their intake with the lawyer and they don't realize like they're going in and out of the combo. Like people that have concussions, they don't mm -hmm. know they have it. So have you experienced that? I have. I actually had a catastrophic like motorcycle accident case, right? This guy, you know, uh, bikers is like a very big community. Okay? Yeah. So they, they do trips together. They go out into they're like, like family. Yeah, they're families. Right. So they they're, they cruise throughout different areas like they designate a day. There's a bunch of people they go. Um, unfortunately, one of the bikers got into like a major accident, you know, flew off his bike, no helmet, um, you know, fractured face, broken arms, like ribs had to be air vac out. Oh, my God. I see you, you know, so from that from that point when he, you know, the impact to now he still has, he still has head trauma, you know, so he forgets things um, and he can't recall exactly what happened. He just knows that the accident happened. He woke up on, you know, on the floor. And then the next thing you know, he was in the hospital. So like that, that area you have to fill in through doing proper investigation, you know, reaching out to the people that were there that saw it and right. lining that all up so you can piece up, piece together everything for the benefit of the client. And a lot of people don't think about that stuff. They just think, well, we're just going to go off what he says. But if he doesn't have enough value 
to help his case and you have to do more. Yeah. And imagine how, how are you supposed to get better when you're having to deal with the rest of the stuff that this comes with too. And I feel like the insurance companies know when they're being represented. So yeah. it's a little yeah. different, yeah. you know? Absolutely. So, I mean, and then also I, the thing that you always hear me talk about are insurance, like insurance mm -hmm. um, for your car. How do you, what are the things that you tell advice people on your clients when you're like, Hey, look at your insurance. What do you tell them? So the biggest thing I do is obviously I'll go through the insurance with them. Right. If anyone ever has a question, I have, you know, people call me randomly about that stuff in general. Um, I always ask them what their policy is because a lot of people think they have full coverage, the, the meaning of full coverage, which is just traditional coverage of, you know, just representation, um, coverage that if you cause an accident, you have, you're not, you're protected. But they don't have underinsured mm -hmm. coverage, which is saying that if someone's improperly or doesn't have, you know, high enough coverage, you can use your own insurance and it's not at fault to you. So it doesn't increase your premium. It shouldn't increase your premium um, because you didn't cause the accident if it's underinsured motorist. And then you have uninsured motorist. Right. So people just usually don't have they have one thing versus the three options that you could have with under with uninsured motorist. Um, and that's essentially saying that a lot of people on the road don't have insurance at all. That's just the reality of it. It's scary, it's but it's scary. true. It's the reality. And you can't do and anything then you about hit and it. Run. You get the hit and run scenarios. And that's usually because they don't have insurance or there's other scenarios where they don't want to stop. Right. So you get into those situations where, you know, it's not your fault. But if you don't have that coverage for uninsured motorists, you got nothing. There's nothing you can do, you know, because you have nothing to go after someone that caused the accident. So I always implore my you know to tell them like listen you should have the basics at least because it could get pricey but at least have the basics of you know general liability underinsured and uninsured motorists and then your med pay and then the med pay is crucial too you know arizona you can have a high level of med pay um, but something i tell clients too is anything that you take over five thousand dollars you have to reimburse to the insurance company so it's good and bad. You, you just be cautious of it. So if you get like a 25,000 or 10,000, whatever it is, if you take over, if you take that full 10, you have to reimburse at least five of it. But that first five, you do not have to reimburse. So then it's, it's a do the five at least. Do the it's five almost at least. like that's the, yeah. If you can have those, those four things, um, then you're, you're well off than most people in regards to coverage and protection. Well, and it, and two, you mentioned that like you think you're saving money, but in the end, you're, it's adding up. You know, right? You're paying those you're paying those out of pocket expenses to get your car fixed. Um, if you don't have collision coverage, I didn't mention that you should have collision coverage. Um, or if you uh, have rental medical car rental car coverage, um, you know, all that adds up. If you get, I think the state minimum the state minimum just moved this July officially. Everyone will be at twenty five. Right. So the minimum will be twenty five thousand, fifty thousand. Mm -hmm. um, it used to be 15. 30, yeah, that's crazy. Which, you know, you go to the hospital, you get an MRI and you do maybe basic conservative care and you're at 15,000, depending right. on what hospital you go to. Yeah, that's it. Right. That's, so, I mean, even even at 25, that's still low, but at least low. it's better. It gives you it gives you the ability to do treatment that you actually need. Right. If something mm -hmm. comes up on an MRI, you can get a consultation for an ortho. And say, hey, that that herniated disc or that bulge from the accident, it needs you should probably do some pain management or something else, and that gives you the opportunity to at least know. Yeah, well, and then too, I think the way to look at insurance is it's not what you're paying towards someone; it's to protect yourself, yeah. your family. Yeah, I, that's it's, it's it's interesting you say that. A lot of people. I'm Middle Eastern, so I represent a lot of um, Assyrian individuals, right? And we are. We're pretty, like most 
like most immigrants, we are just like, listen, we're fine. We're not hurt. We're not hurt. We'll put Vicks. Well, yeah, it'll be like Vicks, like whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 crazy because that's how it is. So you don't want to go to the doctor. You hate going to the doctor. But in the reality is like you're injured. Like at least go get evaluated and see what's happening before you make that decision. Because realistically, if you don't, right, you say you're not hurt, and then three months from now, you're having this major issue that was caused by the accident. And we, you don't, ha- you don't open up your case. You're not going to be able to do much. You're not going to be able to. You're going to have to pay out of pocket for that coverage of the uh, treatment that you're going to need. Mm-hmm. So now, why, why not at least get evaluated and make sure you're okay? So it's really just trying to mold people to understand that it's okay to go see a doctor. It's okay to get an opinion. It's okay to take care of yourself. It's okay to take care of yourself, and yeah. that's. I mean, that's society's biggest thing is yeah. we're you know we undervalue appreciating ourselves and taking care of ourselves because we're on the hustle and grind all the time. Well, Dr. LeBaron was just here and he was explaining to us how, you know, things that don't get treated or they go untreated, how the degeneration of certain parts of your body advancing that you could be 25 and feel 40 or 40 and feel 70. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's huge. And it can be, and that's the thing. You can be young and be in an accident. You can be old, but your body's going to react differently. Right. Yeah. So it's just understanding that you should get evaluated, talk to someone, talk to an attorney, make sure that you're lined up legally so that you can do all the medical treatment you need to do. What do you have to lose? Nothing. It's contingency, <laughs> right? So like, you, and that's the thing. If we don't have an opportunity to do something for you, we're not going to charge you. We're going to shake your hand and say, hey, sorry, right. we're not able to do something for you. But we appreciate you coming to us. And if your friends or family need anything, you know, give them, give them, give them our number. And I give my clients my cell phone numbers. You know, like they have my cell phone. They text, call me anytime. You know, that's another, that's another step. Is it okay if Justin puts that on the screen for us? Yeah, absolutely. I'm all for okay. it. Yeah, we'll I mean, do that. Put, put our actual line too, but then you can put my direct <laughs> line too. Yeah. Yeah, Justin um, will make that happen. So a little bit more into um, more personal stuff. Okay. And I want to say, I appreciate you being the space that we share together because it's so important to deploy from a good place to help people that really need it mm-hmm. um so thank you for that i appreciate it um but you're obviously very successful i'm trying and and you're <laughs> humble so i kind of want to ask you a couple questions with respect to work mm-hmm. with respect to friendship you know you know friendship is huge to me Same. and then with relationships so mm-hmm. i kind of want to know you know what are your habits or what how do you feel um where are you with like your success into that like how do you how did you get to where you are now what are your beliefs in so m- from the work standpoint it's i honestly attribute it to my parents and the immigrant mindset right like i wake up every day and i'm hungry like i can be a multimillionaire, but I'm still going to act like I'm poor. Um, and that's just the mentality that I have. Like it's nothing. Don't ever take anything for granted mm-hmm. because it could be taken away from you at any moment. Um, it's very so, true. so I just like, I just think about that all the time. And I think about the struggles that people go through, mm-hmm. um, to building up, to raising their families, to providing for their families that I just, I just always think about that. I wake up hungry, um, every day, um, you know, what time do you wake up? Uh, depends. If I'm going to the gym in the morning, I'll do like five thirty, okay, six a.m. and then go go to the gym. Before. I have to ask because people that know me, I text one-liners. Mm-hmm. So you know, 
um, Matt Massey with CIM. He's like, gosh, it's when hilarious. your texts come in, he's going to be like, oh, it's Laguna. There's 10 more lines coming. Yeah. And then on the weekend, he's like, Laguna, let me sleep. So, okay, 5.30 for you. Okay. Yeah, 5.36, you know, try to get a workout in and then go to the go to the office right after. Um, stay late, whatever I need, whatever I need to do. So you, do you feel like you have a routine down for your, for that? I like, do. I do. Yeah. I feel like I have, a, I have a good routine and it's, you know, when you're, when you're the attorney and me and Mike are obviously the managing Involved. partners, mm-hmm. we're, we're helping the staff and making sure everything is lined up. So we work after hours, like we'll work on weekends, you know, the things we need to do to make sure everything's plush um, and kind of taken care of so that there's no, there's no lagging on anything when it comes to taking things, taking care of things for business. Yeah, and and obviously, again, we share the same space. So I know when you're that involved, you can move these cases and really help these people get out of their situation yeah. faster. And then when it comes to you know friendships and family, walk me through that because friendship is massive for me. Like it that. is, it's for me too. I mean, I have friends that I consider like you know I grew up with. So let me let me back up. So my family, you know, I'm I'm the youngest in my family, right? So my my parent, my my siblings are almost like my parents like a second oh, set of wow. parents because you know they're they're a good 10 years apart okay so my friends are almost like my brothers and Got sisters so it. i i value friendship on another level you know i i really i do i try to do a lot for people and i never expect anything back because i'm not that person right so if you ask me to do something i'm going to make sure i do it for you and if i can't do it i'll say hey i'll be straight up but like i don't think i can do that for you mm-hmm. you know i don't think i don't know enough to know that it's funny you said that because we had just um, filmed with Jeannie Teatea, which is um, actually my best friend. She was also mm-hmm. my boss prior. So she was my boss mm-hmm. before she became my best friend. Yeah. And um, we talked about how real friends don't actually ask for discounts. Yep. You know, you're supposed to support your friends. The best you can, right? Yeah. And honestly, as friends, like, you know, I'll give them discounts. You know, I have no yeah. problem doing yeah, that. Yeah, but it's not expected. It's not expected. It's more like you're supposed to do it out of generosity because, like, that's your, that's your friend. You mm-hmm. know, if you can, you can do it. If you, if you don't have to, don't expect it. Right. Um, and then when it comes to relationships, honestly, I don't, I, don't ask for, I don't ask for too much. It's more of just, you know, having the respect. Um, I think respect and communication is probably the biggest thing. And... It's it's in trust. And obviously those things are, it seems so simple, but people forget how important they are and how much they don't really realistically follow them. Um, unfortunately. Right. Uh, you know, just gotta, you know, it's a partner, a partnership supposed to be easy. Uh, you know, you're supposed to be able to communicate on a regular basis and feel comfortable in that space. So I think if, if you find that right, you're going to grow together. Um, because you can be frank with each other. It's kind of like your family, right? Like your family comes to you and says, hey, you're, you're slipping. You know, like, you're, you know, you need, you need to take care of your body. Stop doing this. Stop doing that. Right. It's the same thing with a partnership and a relationship. Yeah. And if you can't do that because you're worried about hurt feelings, then it's not, you're not really working to grow together. It's just working separately. You're just quote unquote together. Well, and I feel like with that, too you know in the age that we live in with all your social media platforms um all of those kind of go hand in hand yeah you know the dms when you have a partner you have to trust your partner to navigate the conversations to where no one's being disrespectful you know what i mean yeah and i think you know with that too goes with the ability to you know just like i said grass is always green on the other side you know, people forget, you know, how much you care for them. 
because you're with them every day. So like, hey, you know, like you're financially partners together. You, you can make each other laugh. You know, everything's everything's good with family and friends. You have a good circle of family and friends that all love each other and love you. Um, and you you see things from the perspective of the social media realm and like, oh, I want that. But then and then you kind of forget everything that you do have and right. you go chasing that one thing that you think you want. But then you get that one thing you want and you realize that you lost everything else because that that's not being provided to you. Guys, the grass is greener on the other side because it's fake grass. Yeah, probably right. <laughs> <laughs> no. And, and, you know, and I think ultimately being with someone is a choice. Mm -hmm. And the point is to be happy. Yeah. So if you're not happy, don't stay in it. Yeah. Absolutely. Regardless. Absolutely. You know? If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Yeah. So just we gotta just be up move front, on. Communicate with it. Yeah. So guys, not only is he an amazing lawyer who will fight for you, <laughs> he's a best, one of my best dressed friends. Um, great guy, very humble. I consider him a friend. I appreciate the same, so, same. Thank obvious, you. Obviously the same. <laughs> thank you for being here today I at Connect with it. Christina, your episode 10. I appreciate it. Yeah. I fucked that up. Sargon, we have a sponsor that came in clutch because they heard you were going to be here. Oh, okay. It's a fan, actually. That was uh. fucking bullshit. <laughs> um, Sargon, the bag is for you. All and right. I want you to actually just grab it, open it, Let's check it out. Work. It's from Dom at uh, Death by Clothing. Check his Instagram Legit. out. He's awesome. Um, the the company black, is so based on a really good premise. So mm -hmm. I'll send, it's a little touchy for me to talk about it, but uh, it's a great company. There's a big message behind this company. Okay. So yeah, open it up. Let me know if it's soft because he promised me it was. I'm all for it. I'm all, I, I wear black. <laughs> when I'm not wearing work clothes. It's usually just black, black outfits, you know, black t-shirts. I like it. Yeah, it's good. Right. It's good material. Nice. Thank Legit. you, Dom. I love it. Death by clothing. Sargon. Thanks, Dom. Appreciate it. Thank you. In Tagalog, it's Salamat. Thank you for being here at Connect with Christina, episode 10, a.k.a. The Cloud God. There you go.